Hey, this is Sammy Flores. I'm the pastor at Coin Church in Chino, California, and this is our podcast. I'm so grateful you're tuning in. I hope this encourages you and calls you to more because you were made for more. So, as we transition into uh, the message, I kind of gave a forewarning a couple weeks back that we've been kind of going through the book of Proverbs. And, and it's been specific why we've been going through the book of Proverbs because there's just a lot of truths that are practical. There's principles in there that we can gain wisdom from. Not wisdom from the world, but wisdom of God. And so today, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I'm really big on is, is just continue, continuing to, to help those find their gift as well. And I really do believe that, that this, I guess you could call it a pulpit, right? This microphone is really, it's really sacred. And every time I come up here on a Sunday, I, I just, I, I fear God, right? I fear him and I fear what is set up here. And so I, I've been praying and, and seeking and praying and seeking. And, and I, I just want those in our church, if they have a gift, to rise up and use that gift. And oftentimes, if I'll be honest, it comes with example. And usually, maybe you're not gifted in public speaking or preaching, but God might have a word in your soul for our people. And that comes with commitment, I'll be honest. That comes with commitment, that comes with being a part of our community, knowing our community, and now being able to have a voice for our community. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to have a, three speakers come up, to which have been a part of our community for a while. So the first is going to be Kevin. Come on. Kevin's going to come up and speak after Kevin. After I love this. We got Taylor Brown in the house. I believe in women in ministry. I believe women should have an opportunity to speak what's in their heart. I believe that. That's just where we're at. We can have a theological conversation later, but that's what God's put on our church and our vision. And then the next, we got our very own Brandon Davila. Mr. Davila himself. So this is how we're going to do it, okay? I was really strategic with how we did this. Each person is going to come up and they're going to have seven minutes. So seven-minute messages to share what God has put on their heart in regards to the book of Proverbs. So I want to encourage you to lean in, to be excited, to shout them down. I'm going to try to shout. You know how Grandma Liz shouts me down? That's what we need here, right? So I just want to encourage you to lean in, to get excited. So our first, uh, Kevin, with wherever you're at, I know you're around here somewhere. Come on, Kevin. Can we give it up for Kevin? All right, brother, take it away. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Let's get right into the word. So if you go put that up there. I don't know if I'm standing in the way. We can make our own plans. Who's that speaking to today? But the Lord gives us the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. I'm sorry, this is Proverbs 16. Lastly, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Let's pray. Lord, this is your message. I just ask you, Lord, to speak through me and speak to your people so you can receive all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Do you know when God instructs us to do something, such as in this case for me, coming up here, 
speaking to your people, God's people. It takes a lot, especially for me. Like, I'm not used to something like this. But today, God has given me a specific word that I can't hold back from anybody here. Here's my title. What's holding us back? What's holding us back? Specifically, what's holding us back from what God has in store for all of us? We can be doing more on our part. Or can we be doing more on our our part with God? If we're not giving 100%, what are we giving to God? 80%? Maybe you would say it's, it's less than that. Now, many of us may be painting this picture when we come in here that everything is just perfect. Everything is just good on the outside. But inside, we're hurting. We're broken. Things are going on inside. And I say to you, come into God's presence. He's calling us who need a touch from God. All of us. No one's neglected from leaders to someone that's brand new here. Everybody, this is, your, this is your word. This is your message today. For example, if you're battling something, maybe it's physically. Physically, there's something going on inside of you. Mentally, something's just cloudy in there. Something's not resonating. Or maybe it's something spiritual. Maybe you're just like, what is up with this Christian stuff? Much like the message of the woman who needed a touch from God. She reached out to Jesus, and she touched the hem of his garment. It was an act of faith. And week after week, we all sit here, and the answer is right in front of us. We hold back, though. As I look out, and I see a bunch of faces, Or maybe I'm standing down here, and I'm, I'm praying for you guys. Even before church starts, I'm, I'm praying for you guys. And I, could see it in you, and I could see it in your eyes. There's hurt. There's fear. Pastor mentioned earlier, there's fear and depression. We're experiencing these things. Or maybe you simply just need an encouragement. Maybe you just need a positive word. Yet, we don't answer the call for what God has for us. So say you're not giving your 100%. Listen to this one. How can we be the change in this world we want to see if we don't make an effort to step out? I'll say that again. How can we be the change in this world we want to see if we don't make an effort to step out? And I'm not excluded from this word. I'm receiving from my own word. I'm receiving from Pastor Sammy or every leader that comes up here. And I answer the call. I come up to prayer. I come up and lift my hands. But my question today is, are you? Are you answering the call to prayer? Are you answering the call to more? Proverbs 9. It says, instruct the wise and they'll be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One will result in good judgment. Or how about in our verse, in verse, in chapter 16? Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. When I was a new Christian, 
this was almost 20 years ago. I remember I was asking a lot of questions to my wife. She, was, she grew up in the church, and I remember I was asking her, how does God speak to us? How, does, how do I read the Bible? How do, I, how do I pray? How do I do different things like that? And she gave me a couple answers and stuff like that. But I remember I was just staring at the ceiling. I was, like, thinking about it. And God gave me this scripture, Ephesians 5.17. It says, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And it just blew my mind. It blew my mind at that moment, and it still blows my mind because it still resonates now. And that scripture was telling me not to lean on my own understanding, but to focus on what he has for my life, what he's going to do in my life, not what I'm going to do. God is giving you that same word today. Each and every one of you, understand what the will of the Lord is. He's calling us out. Our scripture tells us we can make our own plans. We can look like we got it together. But in the end, it's a commitment to God. Answering the call when he impacts you in your seats or when you're standing for worship, lifting up your hands, really worshiping, closing your eyes. Don't look at your neighbor. Who cares what your neighbor is doing? Giving that 100%. Lastly, as I close, I want to leave you with this thought. And after my 20 years of being a Christian, I learned this. You could read books. You could read scriptures. You could listen to Pastor Sammy. You could listen to me or you could disregard it. But if you don't put action to it, there's going to be no impact. Let's leave it all on the cross when we come in. Just lay it out to God. Let's come with surrendered hearts. And lastly, let's commit our actions to the Lord and our plans will succeed. Thank you. Wow. Jeez, thank you so much, Kevin, for that. That was, that was awesome. Thank you. Um, will you guys give it up for him one more time? Thank you. All right, you guys, so I'm just going to start and, and go into prayer first, and then we'll get into it, okay? Uh, Lord, we come to you right now, and I just pray that you would put your hand upon this time, God, your hand upon this, this word. Uh, I pray that you would pierce the hearts of people in here that, that it may need to pierce, Father. And uh, we, we come to you humbly, Lord, and we just want to thank you for this time. And in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. So <laughs> I feel like I don't even really need a hook. We're really just going to jump into it. We've been going through this series, Proverbs 9, you know, uh, Proverbs. Uh, and we're going to be in Proverbs 9, 10 today. So if you guys want to go ahead and turn to that. Uh, yeah, go ahead, flip to it. Don't worry. You know, if you have the Bible app, we don't judge you. <laughs> Click on the Bible app, do your thing. But um, yeah, so what, one thing that I really like about the book of Proverbs is I, I truly believe that if we did away with every other book of the Bible, uh, we'd be more than okay if we had the book of Proverbs. Like, like it, it gives us the wisdom, the knowledge, the life perspective that we need in order to live a purposeful and abundant life, okay? And so... Uh, but one thing with that is, like, a lot of it is easier said than done, right? Like, it's kind of like uh, you, you, you know, you say you're going to start your diet tomorrow. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to start my diet tomorrow. I'm going to start eating right. And then it's like, oh, yeah, easier said than done. You know, you could put the cheeseburger down, like, right now. 
Um, but, you know, it's easier said than done, right? But that doesn't mean that we can't do it or that we shouldn't do it. So we're going to jump into it and we're just going to read it. And it starts off like this. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of, whole, of the Holy One is insight or understanding. And I just want to... I just want to really hit on that word fear. We've been talking a lot about it. This means to fear the Lord, to have a reverence, to have a respect, to revere God. And uh, it's like, do we have that? Do you have a fear of the Lord? And uh, I remember one time when I was a little girl, I got in trouble and, and my mom was like, you're going to speak to your dad about this. But it was so weird because my mom was the authoritarian in the family. So I was like, oh, speak to dad, what do you mean? And uh, me, I was, I was a little afraid, but not like because he was going to hit me or anything, but because I respected my dad and I loved him so much and I didn't want to disappoint him. And uh, so long story short... We talk it out, everything's fine, everything went well. And I, when I look back on that situation, I think it was really my dad's love for me is the reason why I had respect for him. Like my dad was the loving, tender-hearted one. And so it's like he loved me into that respect. And it, that's a question for you. Do, you. do you like know that God loves you? You know, do you know that he cares about you? Have you gone back to the beginning and do you know God deeper to know that he has died on the cross for your sins and he's forgiven you so that he may have eternal life with you. Do we remember that? And it's like, do we have that fear of God? But then it goes on to say, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so what is wisdom? Wisdom is the application of knowledge, right? It, it's how you use the knowledge that you have. So someone can know a lot of things. We can know a lot, but we, we can be unwise with it. Or we can use that knowledge and we can be reckless with it. And it can be detrimental to our soul, to our whole being, to the people around us. And it's like, okay, so how do we get wisdom? How do we get understanding? And then it goes on to say, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. It gives you understanding. Do we have knowledge of God? Do you know God? Like, have you have you sought out God? Have you sought to know him deeper? And um, that's how we get understanding. It's kind of like when you, you, you may not understand how to do something, but you have to go seek how to, how to figure it out, right? Like, if you don't understand your math homework, uh, it's okay to not understand, but what's not okay is to not go to the teacher and ask for help, to seek out help. So that's what we need to do in our relationship with God, right? It's like we got we to gotta go to God. So I'll give you an example. Some of us don't understand uh, why, we shouldn't, why, why we shouldn't cuss. Oh, you, you got to go and know God deeper. It's like, oh, you know, it's nothing personal. We grew up like that. You know, we say this and that. And it's like, no, but you're not that anymore. Like, you're a new creation in Christ. And so what does God say? Do you know what God says about that? Do you know that he says that it's, the word says, let no unwholesome speak come out of your mouth? Do you know that it says that there is there's power in, uh, there is life in death in the power of the tongue, right? So we can speak life, we can speak death. Do you know that? Do you, have you sought to know God deeper? And let's be honest, you know, some of us don't understand, like especially believers, and I talk to people all the time about this type of stuff, but some of us don't understand why, why we shouldn't sleep with each other. 
before marriage, and it's like, no, but you got to know God deeper. Like, do, do you know what God says about that? Like, he says that there's boundaries and there's parameters and that, and that this is actually for your protection so you can get to know someone in front of you without having your judgment be clouded. And you guys can, you guys can grow deeper spiritually, emotionally, and God willing, that leads into a marriage where that can overflow and that can, and that can be something beautiful that God wants to do in your life. And it's a covenant before God and it can't be broken. And it's a promise to love each other of sacrifice and commitment. It's this dance, right? And it's beautiful, and it's, it's meant to be a representation between Christ and his bride, the body of Christ. Do you, rem- do you know that? Do you understand that? Because I know in our relationship with God, sometimes we don't understand. But then that means we have to know God deeper. And that's the point I'm trying to hit home for you guys today. Know God deeper. Another example is this. Pride. Like, like do I, why should I have to say sorry again? Why, why me? Why should I look like the weaker one? Why should I look like I'm getting punked? You know, but, but do you know that the word actually says, um, God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. And then it goes, and then it goes, in First Peter it says, um, Therefore, humble yourselves before the Lord under the mighty hand of God, and he may exalt you in due time. Did you know that it says that the first are going to be last? Like, that's what the Bible, humility. And it's like, do you know that? Do you understand? It's like, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm never going to, what? No, no, God, deeper. You have to understand. So, like I said, it's okay if you don't understand. Like, we don't understand things. There's things that I don't understand in my walk with God, you know. But it's like, do I trust him enough and do I go to him to seek out understanding? And, um, yeah, that's just what's so important. I just want to drive that home with you guys is are you seeking to know God deeper so you can have better understanding? Do you have knowledge of the Holy One? If you don't have fear of God, why? Like, are you struggling with wondering if God loves you? Why? You know, and so... I just want to thank you guys. Uh, this is pretty much, that's pretty much it. My time's up. I hit the, I hit the red. But, yeah, that's what I want to leave with you guys today. Thank you. Give it up for Taylor, y'all. Man, I love Taylor. She can speak, man. She can speak. All right. So, first of all, I want to thank Sammy and Kelly for giving me the, the platform to be up here. I know it's an honor and privilege to be up here. So, uh, thank you guys. Love you guys. And uh, I know, I'm sorry, Drew, I love you, buddy. He's in the back. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to dive right in. Uh, what I'm going to do is actually I'm going to give you uh, a different perspectives. I like giving uh, different perspectives. I'm a teacher, and I want you guys to look at the same verse. We're going to be looking at Proverbs 12, uh, chapter, sorry, chapter 12, uh, 1 through 3, and we're going to be looking at the ESV and NLT at the same time, okay? Maybe this will speak to you a little bit more. So we're going to dive right in. It's going to be uh, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. All right, EST, it says, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. Okay, and now let's go look at the NLT. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. All right, back to ESV. Uh, number two here. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of evil devices he condemns. Same, same one. The Lord approves of those who are good, but he condemns those who plan wickedness. And then on to three. No one is established by wickedness, but the roots of the righteous will never be moved. And NLT, wickedness never brings stability, but the godly have deep roots. 
So the title of my message today is Rooted in Your Disciplines. Rooted in Your Disciplines. So I know we all know what the word discipline is, right? We have, we have a lot of de different definitions. Well, give me a few here, okay? Discipline. Control gained by enforcing obedience or order. Orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior. Self-control. Punishment. I'm sure we have experienced that before. Training that corrects, molds, perfects the mental or moral character of. So as, you, as I told you guys, I am a high school teacher. And for some reason, every, you know, grading period, a, student, a couple students come up to me and say, hey, uh, Mr. Davila, can, uh, can you raise my grade? Right? Maybe you're that student, you know, not, not judging. But um, I say, well, as a student, what did you do in my class? Did you show up to class on time? Did you turn in the work on time? Were you doing the work? Were you participating? I, X, Y, and Z, right? And they look at me like, uh, no, that's why I'm asking to raise my grade. Well, I'm trying to teach you a lesson here. This is what we are, tend to do. We have to be disciplined in our works, our studies. And as a job in my teacher, right, I show a lot of grace. I want them to learn a lesson. And on top of that, think of parenthood, right? As a child, how many times have we been disciplined? How many times? I, not me. I was, a great, I was a great kid. I was a great kid, all right? But... As a father now, I am definitely navigating those waters. I have two young ones, you know, under two. You know, pray for me. It's, sometimes it's hard, but I'm learning how to, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm learning how to navigate those waters. Disciplining is hard, but it's something we have to do in order to grow. It's what you need to be rooted. So God is our rabbi, the teacher, and our father. It's both and. So what is he doing? He's trying to teach us something, but also trying to show us discipline. So for example, a lot of us want to be fit and healthy. Me and my wife are going to Hawaii next year, and um, I, I made a pact with her. I'm trying to get fit for her, look good for her, for Hawaii, and for myself too. But what does that take? Working out, eating healthy, right? A lot of you guys have experienced that. Uh, let's see, you want that career. A lot of you guys are working towards a career right now or in a career. What does that look like? Showing up to school on time. Putting the work in. What do your studies look like? Are you not going out? Are you not going out with friends? Are you trying to actually put forth your best foot forward? Or, hey, maybe an internship, right? Are you trying to do everything you can possible to obtain that job? What are your disciplines? So, oh, uh, I got to hit on this one too. Relationships. Relationships. I have to. Single or married. Man, what are you doing day in and day out to work in your relationship? Are you showing self-discipline? Are you showing love? Are you showing respect? Are you looking to God's word, putting God first in your relationship? What are your disciplines? So back to verse 1, the ESV version says, Proverbs 1, whoever loses discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. So we know what discipline is. If you love discipline, you love knowledge. You're trying to grow. But what is this word reproof? Reproof is just another word for the blame or disapproval. So if you can't handle blame or disapproval or a.k.a. criticism, then how are we going to grow? I feel like in our culture, and I'm just going to be honest, we have a lot of offenses. We take offense to a lot of things. And I feel like something that we can do better today as a community and I say as a church is we got to be able to handle the criticisms from someone that loves you, okay. And I think here at COIN we like to say are you living above reproach and if not, can you handle the call to more, which we say all the time. You guys hear it day in and day out here. Can you handle it? Nothing in life comes without discipline. And it is not a bad thing to be called to more by your community. You know what, I, the truth hurts, it does. And sometimes we need to hear it. Whether it's your best friend, uh, our pastor, a leader, uh, your mom or dad, or even a child sometimes. Child tell the truth to you all the time. Children will speak the truth to you. Because what that means is God corrects those, the ones he loves. Okay, and that's what I want to drill home today. 
is that God corrects the ones he loves. Some of you know deep down inside that there's a messiness, there's undiscipline in, in your life, and that, hey, I need to change something. So my question to you is, will you change? Will you take the steps necessary every day, whether it's big or small, to find a better rooted discipline in your life? For example, friends. Are you willing to change your group of friends because, hey, I want to live a better life. I want to stop, you know, going out, messing up, putting myself in bad situations. All right, so who are your five closest friends? And I'll tell you who you are. Finances. Are you willing to actually be better with your finances? Stop living in debt. Stop running that credit card. Stop doing things that you shouldn't be spending money on. What are your disciplines? Because for your better future, you got to be disciplined with your money. Priorities. What comes first in your life? What is it? Is it the material things? Is it the money? Is it the things of this earth? Or are you looking for a more deeper understanding of God and his knowledge? Last but not least, I feel like I'm speaking to somebody in this room, is addictions, right? Addictions are basically disciplines. Whether it's alcohol, whether it's sex, whether it's pornography, whatever that is, I just feel that. You know, disciplines are everyday things that have become a habit. And in this room, I know, I'm, I've been guilty of this before, but we have the ability to break that with God and his love. you got to be... Willing to put in the work even on the days you don't want to because that's every day. There's little things every day that we want to do that we just can't. So last but not least, I'm going to end with these couple verses. Sam used these last week and I think it's perfect. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. So my question to you, church, today is are you rooted in healthy disciplines? And if not. Are you willing to change? I am convicted in this. I, this is a message for me. I have many things I need to change. I'm sure all of you do too. Right? I look at my past and I'm like, thank God I am not there anymore. But I have so much more to go. We all do, right? So church, please, it is not too late. I'm telling you right now. You can do a 180 and go the opposite direction even though you've been doing something for so long. It is just like that on a whim. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be a month from now, a year from now. Are you willing to take the sacrifices you need to do in order to be more disciplined? So church, please, whether it's short term, long term, all those things, disciplines will turn into God's favor. Because God loves you. He wants you. And all he wants is your yes. So thank you guys for having me up here today. I love you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Come on, can we give it up for Kevin, Taylor, and Brendan? <laughs> I am so encouraged, so encouraged that there are people in our community that are willing to say yes and to step up and to say, God, use me however you need to use me. And I love that every person comes with a different personality and perspective. God speaks to us differently. And there is a voice That God, God is the greatest voice, right? But he uses little voices to speak to us. So right now, as we just kind of transition into worship, I just want to encourage you right now, wherever you're at, today is really a day filled with, I don't, I don't know if you caught it, discipline, right? Instruction, wisdom, guidance. My prayer for our community is that we would ask God to do what only he can do in our soul. And that comes with discipline, and that comes with kind of just putting yourself in a posture of humility. Jesus, use me however you want to use me. Like, have you, ever, have you ever prayed that prayer? It's kind of scary. Jesus, you can, you can have my life, whatever you want to do with my life, go for it. 
And that's my encouragement to our community, wherever you're at, whatever walk you're on, whatever journey you're on, you can take the beauty and the wonder and the instruction and the discipline and the correction of Jesus. Because he's going he's gonna to lift you up when he corrects you. You know what the enemy does? He condemns you. And then he brings you down. Not with Jesus. Whenever he corrects you, it's to get you to another level. And so whenever you're at a posture of wondering, God, why do I feel this way? God, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to do in my life? He will speak to you with your emotions. We're not to be led by your emotions, but he'll speak to you with your emotions. He'll speak to you with people's voices. Did God speak to you with Kevin or with Taylor? Did God speak to you with Brandon? Did God speak to you when you walked into this room? Did God God speak to you with the worship when we sang? He's always speaking. And what we have to do, and my encouragement for you, it's an invitation of Jesus. He says, take on my yoke that's easy. Take on my burden that's light. And that's the life and the call and the journey that I want to walk into. So right now, wherever you're at, I'm just going to pray for you as we come to a close. We're going to finish with this last song of worship. Jesus, I come before you right now. I ask, God, that you would speak to the depth of our soul. God, every person in this room that is, is, is wrestling with you, wrestling with correction, wrestling with discipline. God, I pray that everything we do would be for you. God, I pray that we would put you first in our priorities. We would put you first in the decisions that we make. And ultimately, at the end of the day, God, we know that you are leading us and you are guiding us for wholeness as we follow you Jesus you are as Brendan said our rabbi you are our apprentice you are our great teacher so God we come to you humbly right now and we ask that you would do a great work in our life your name we pray amen and amen